show. Let's have some fun on a Tuesday. And what's on tap for Tuesday? Well, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Our friend Boris Rifkin joins us an hour and a half from now, continuing our series we do every Tuesday on the history of communism and Stalin, and, and he's breaking down some things like that for us. We have a lot of Biden talk, some Saki talk, Nancy Pelosi tonight. Dolly Parton's going to squeeze her way into the conversation a little bit tonight. It's going to be a blast. We're going to do a big email roundup. Don't worry, Chris. You'll find out about Dolly Parton. And look, I, I, I could and probably should start off the show talking about the, the disaster that is our leadership in this country. If we can't have a no-fly zone, let us have our own, and we need the airplanes to come in. No, 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 no. This morning he was less on the on the ask for the um, uh, the policy. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's going. <laughs> that's how that, but set all that aside for a moment. I'm going to get to Joe Biden and these inflation numbers and producer price numbers and I, I, what's to come. I'm going to get to all that. I'm going to get to all of it here. But there is one thing I would say we specialize in on this show, on the Jesse Kelly show. No, not just napping, ordering food, cheese balls, not fart sounds, not gun sounds, none of it. What we really specialize on the show is having uncomfortable conversations other people won't talk about. And we're about to have a very, very uncomfortable conversation. Why? Well, here's why. Black people have been attacking Asian people across the United States of America throughout 2021. They've been attacking them violently. They've been murdering them. This is something that has happened often. It is not just a New York City problem because my, my, my first one here is man hit a woman in the head 125 times because she was Asian. This happened right there in Yonkers, New York. This is according to the New York Times. She was 67 years old. You should see the size of this dude comes in and just pummels her into nothing. Facial fractures and everything. But this is not a New York problem. This has happened coast to coast across the country. Black people have been attacking Asians for their race. Across the country. Video after video after video. You should see the ones. You think this New York video is bad? You should see the ones out of things like California. I forget how old the guy was. I think he was about 80 the old Asian dude walking down the sidewalk, young black teenager pulls up, runs up, runs him over like a strong safety, kills him just like that, just plows into him. That's how an 80-year-old man ended his life. Story after story after story after story. You can't imagine how many there are. Why would I bring up something like this? It's not major news. It's not leading the headlines. I'm bringing this up because it drives me crazy what a bunch of sissies we are in this country when it comes to addressing tough issues. Racial tensions are real. And here's what's wild. They've always been real. This isn't something new. It isn't something unique to black people or Asian people or white people or Mexicans or, or New York or L.A. or Philadelphia. The entire history of the world is full of racial tensions. What drives me crazy is nobody will talk about them in this country in an honest way. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I take that back. Pause. Pause. You can definitely talk about them if you're taking a steaming dump on white people. But beyond that, 
You are never allowed to address the problem. You're supposed to pretend like the problem doesn't exist at all and just ignore it and go away. Because everyone what? You're worried about being called a racist? These dirty communists call you a racist for nothing. Who cares? Who cares what they have to say about that? It drives me nuts that we can't have an honest conversation about why there is so much tension between the Asian community and the black community in this country. Nobody will talk about it. Why? We're never going to get by it if we don't talk about it. Is everyone too worried about being called a racist? They're worried about uh, having fingers pointed at them? Is that it? Is that it? Well, I've got news for you. In almost every case of racial tension, there's history there on both sides. Sometimes it's good. Oftentimes it's bad. Lots of times it's really ugly. But there are always underlying reasons. We can tackle these reasons without pretending that skin color uh, uh, somehow, somehow creates more worth or less worth in a person. Why don't we tackle these reasons? And if I sound frustrated, this is the reason I'm frustrated. I have brought this up before. Actually, I brought this up specifically about the tension between the Asian community and black community in this country. I have brought it up before, and I have asked, hey, if someone wants to tell me honestly why these tensions exist, what's going on, reach out to me. I want to talk to you. And because I have so many different friends with so many different backgrounds, I have so many Asian friends, I have so many black friends, and I've told you my best friend's Mexican. I just, I don't place value on skin color. I place value on cultures. I place a lot of value on cultures. So because of my background, I have friends from all walks of life. I had so many reach out to me when I put out the call. But here's the thing. They all reached out to me privately. Oh, Jesse, here's a text message. Oh, here, Jesse, here's a text message. Here's an email. Jesse, hey, don't tell anyone. And they would have very, very honest, frank things to say privately by text message. Now, some of it was hard to hear, right? Some of it sounded a little, a little bigoted, but it's someone voicing their honest opinion. Okay, so it's an honest opinion. And every single time when they had something interesting to say, I would respond back and say, would you come on the air and talk about it. It's not enough for me to know. I want you to come on and explain it. Not one person would come on and discuss it publicly. Not one. I mean, I can tell you the things they said privately. The, the, the things, I, the most consistent themes I heard privately were my black friends would say, the Asian community comes into the black community. This is from their eyes. They come into the black community. They buy up all the shops. And then they treat the black customers like crap when the black customers come in. That's what I heard. And I heard that consistently from black friends I know. The Asian friends I know, this was their side of the story. Yeah, we go in and buy up the shops because we're more enterprising. And yes, Oftentimes, black customers get treated poorly because black customers steal. Now, those are uncomfortable conversations, and no one else in the country will have them. Why? Why can't we sit down and talk? Why can't we have leaders in the communities come out and talk? Why isn't there right now in New York City, because this has really been plaguing New York City, as we speak, why is there not a, a commission of Asian people and a commission of black people meeting tonight doesn't even have to be public. Sitting down, 
and talking about these issues. Yell at each other, argue, cry, laugh. I don't care. Why can't we talk about racial tensions in this country? Nobody will talk about it but me, and it drives me nuts. Well, I take that back. Everyone feels totally comfortable talking about it when it comes to crapping on white people, like I said. But any other racial tensions, we have to pretend like they don't exist, or it's not really happening, or what, what, what do we get? We'll get a hashtag campaign on social media. You'll see it out there now. Stop Asian hate. What? Stop Asian hate? What, what does that mean? What is that accomplishing? Asian, Asian hate from whom? Who's doing the hating? Oh, what that's, look, we just have to stop it. Okay, if you don't have the guts to actually name the problem, then you don't care about solving the problem. You don't. You don't. It'd be the equivalent to me putting on 75 pounds, eating cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then instead of working out, cutting back on what I eat, just say, hey, stop Jesse being fat. What is that? What does that mean? That's a hashtag. That doesn't, that doesn't have any meaning. That's a, that's a rallying cry. That has no meaning whatsoever. Stop fatness. What? But no. Stop eating cake, you tub of, gar- tub of lard, and go to the gym. Nobody will talk about it, though, and it drives me nuts. And you know what? Shame on everybody. I hate to say that, but shame on everybody and shame on the people in those communities who won't sit down right now in New York and have those conversations. It shouldn't fall to a white trash white guy on the radio at night. It really should not. We, are, we do live in the era of cowardice. We do. Nobody wants to have a tough talk. Nobody wants to be called names. Who cares if the scumbags call you names? They should be calling you names. I have news for you. If you're not getting trashed, if they're not bad-mouthing you and racist or Nazi and white supremacists, if they're, not saying about th- that, if they're not saying those things about you, you ain't doing anything worthwhile. All right. Sorry. Look, it fired, I watched this video of this little old Asian lady getting pummeled into dust by some 300-pound black dude, and it fired me up. Why can't we have an honest talk? Why this racial tension? All right. Now we'll move on to inflation and all these other things. I'm not, I'm not going to dwell on the fact and another thing that steams me too, rip off companies. You know who maybe the worst offender in America is? Timeshare companies. People will go in, timeshare looks good. Oh, spend some time on the beach, sipping a little Mai Tai. And then soon you find out you are locked into one of the worst contracts ever. You can't get out of having to pay the annual fees and the special assessments. And in some cases, these things have been passed down to children. And you think you have no hope. You think, oh, I'm stuck paying it forever. You're not. One phone call. Call Lone Star Transfer. They've helped over 16,000 people like you. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for a reason. They've been doing it for 15 years. They will guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. How about that for putting your money where your mouth is? Give them a call. Free, no obligation consultation. 844-310-2646 or LoneStarTransfer.com.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, we have uncomfortable conversations on this show. We have uncomfortable conversations about race in this show because we're, the whole country's afraid to have them. They're all afraid to have them, and it drives me nuts. We don't need to be afraid. We need to sit down and have honest conversations. Now, let's have, <laughs> let's have an honest conversation about how disgusting our government is. Listen, it's, when I have these moments when I think about how America's doing and where we are, and, and I don't have to tell you about inflation. You saw all the numbers today. 10% producer price, 7.9% inflation. Gas prices well over $4 a gallon on average. They were, remember, they were under 3 a year ago. It was really, really bad. So I was thinking about where we're at and, and how it's really bad. And I'll be frank with you. You know we're going to laugh. We're always going to laugh. We're going to have fun. But it's not where we are that really brings me down or that, or, or that makes me have a bad moment. I shouldn't say brings me down. That's not fair. That makes me have a bad moment. It's not where we are. It's where we're going. It's that these people, they're still going to be running the show. These absolute losers are going to be running the show. They're going to keep running it into the ground. And the American media, media is going to continue to try to run a protection racket on their behalf. Listen, listen to this from the American media. Can we have an honest conversation about gas prices? Because too much of the U.S. media chatter is distorted to the point of being dishonest. Many politicians act as though... It's President Biden who caused inflation and that he can fix this. No, I mean, you know, he did not cause the war which caused prices to surge. It was the Trump administration that overspent and drove up inflation. That's Trump's fault. And you heard the president of the United States Council say Putin's price hike. He used that phrase that these are Putin's price hikes. Putin price hike. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike is a great way to message it. Blaming Putin's war in Ukraine as a prime contributor. Yeah. There is some credence to that. 100%. The New York Times fact check about this was pretty explicit, saying Republicans wrongly blame Biden for rising gas prices. It makes sense that Republicans would pounce on President Biden. Republicans don't do anything except criticize Joe Biden. This isn't anything but a ploy for the... Okay, you get, you get it. And in the Biden administration, I'm going somewhere with this, hang with me for a second. The Biden administration, they're going all in on the blame Putin and pass our bill, we have to pass this massive spending bill in order to help with inflation. They're even trying to cite Nobel Prize economists. Vision allowing for tax credit for homeowners to, to, uh, to winterize their homes can save an average of 500 bucks a month just by having doors that don't leak, windows that don't leak, and so on. But Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I've, you can save $500 a month. Just, repla just replace your doors and windows, Chris. Haven't you heard? <laughs> Believe me, if you could save 500 bucks a month on replacing doors and windows, Chris would already have done so. They, he continues on. But let's be absolutely clear about why prices are high now. They're high for two reasons. One was COVID. The way the global economy works... If a factory in Taiwan that makes computer chips shuts down due to a COVID outbreak, it causes a ripple effect to slow down auto manufacturing in Detroit, literally, not figuratively. We had significant disruptions in the supply chain. And now, second big reason for inflation is Vladimir Putin. On and on it goes. But wait, but wait, there's more. Remember, there's the backup plan, Vice President Dome. So... I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again.
the United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. Ukraine isn't part of NATO. What does that mean? Does the vice president understand that Ukraine isn't part of NATO? Where I'm going with this is this. It's not that we're in a terrible place now. I understand we're not in a good place. I get that. But that's not what gets me. What gets me is how are we coming out of it? When are we coming out of it? Nobody, no one currently seems interested at all in reversing course. Nobody. Either they don't know how to get us out of it, or they do and they just have chosen not to get us out of it. But they've, they're instead just going all in, doubling down, tripling down with everything they've already done. Here's Rear Admiral Buckig on TV. The government spending is doing the exact reverse, reducing the national debt. Can you, do you feel that, that that's a, an accurate statement? And, and how do you, how does that work? Well, I mean, first of all, if you look at our fiscal policy, it is true. And amazingly, uh, a lot of people don't even know this, that the deficit has gone down uh, and, and down by a, a remarkable amount. Uh, so I think part of it is an expression of that. I think also, also part of it is pointing to the fact that some of the investments that we make uh, help with inflation. I mean, that's definitely true with the infrastructure investments, right? Because we know how infrastructure is related to supply chain. Supply chain is related to Inflation. It's one of the reasons why, you know, when there was this this big fight over whether the infrastructure bill was going to be a problem for inflation, you had a lot of economists saying, actually, this and then the Build Back Better vision, you know, taken together, this is going to ease inflationary pressures. That's insane. It's insane. Or or they're telling you things like this, that uh, sure, gas prices are high, but I mean, it's okay. Uh, Insulin costs less. But uh, gas prices at the pump have been a huge tax on anybody who is driving anywhere. What do you do about that? And are you in favor of potentially putting a hold on the national gas tax? Well, it continues to be important to keep options open. As you know, the president has taken a lot of steps to bring relief and to help stabilize oil prices, including that big release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Of course, the long-term solution for this is energy independence and a shift to renewable energy uh, here in this country. Uh, But let's also remember that while oil prices and, and gas prices are famously something that is largely outside of the direct control of any political figure, there are a lot of things that we could be doing right now that would bring direct relief to the pocketbooks of American families uh, that are greater than most any family's gasoline bill. That includes lowering the cost of insulin. President's for it. We're getting a lot of pushback from it or on it. Uh, lowering the cost of child care. We're for it. We're getting- uh, you're getting slaughtered at the pump? Having to work a second job? Maybe you're having to quit your job? I've got emails like that. Hey, hey suck it up, man. So I don't know what your problem is. Child care is going to be cheaper once we pass their massive bill, baby, and cheaper insulin. Surely that'll offset the... How much do you think these truckers are paying a day? Would you like to know? Would you like to actually hear from some truckers on what's happening out there right now? I'm going to play that for you. I actually have to riff on the NBA here in New York and the insanity of that here in just a second. Just hang tough.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, I'm going to play you these normal Americans, these truckers here getting slaughtered with gas prices here in just a second. I'm also going to give out some, I think I have some helpful advice to people who are concerned about this economy, concerned about trying to make it right now. And I have the perfect, this sums up the COVID policy perfectly. We're going to go off about Kevin Durant here in a second. But first, I do want to play you these truckers. Because we hear over and over and over again, gas is fine, gas will go back down, oh, gas isn't a big deal. You remember Rear Admiral Buckgig just got done telling us, well, I mean, if we just lower the cost of childcare, it'll be fine. This is what normal Americans sound like. I never seen it. This is the worst. It's rough. It's real hard out here. I mean, the prices is, is this too much now? I spend like... 500 a day and that's not a fuel that's not a full tank eventually they're not going to be able to make ends meet and they're going to have to quit and not be able to run and that'll cut us down and we're already low on truck drivers it's definitely making everything go up also making products cost more because it costs more for us to ship it five hundred dollars in a day doesn't even fill up his tank people do not understand what is coming Everything goes on a truck. The cost of everything is going up, and the administration is only interested in who you blame for it. Craziness. And speaking of craziness, maybe you're not an NBA fan. That's fine. I'm not an NBA fan either. Not anymore. I used to watch it religiously as a kid, and then I would watch the finals, and then all that Black Lives Matter crap came out, and now I'm never watching it again. But I did think this was funny. Kyrie Irving, as you know, he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant plays for the Brooklyn Nets. See, I have all these people in Brooklyn right now nodding their heads like, yeah, no crap. Well, look, a lot of people don't. A lot don't watch, okay? So these guys play for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving has refused to get the vaccine. Okay, well, New York has this insane vaccine mandate that he has to have it to play. He has to have it to play. But apparently he doesn't have to have it to go to the arena so the Nets played, and they went out, and Dur- Irving shows up unvaccinated and essentially sits right behind the team unvaccinated to watch the game, but he's not allowed to go out and play the game with his teammates. And credit where it's due, I don't know anything about the guy. Like I said, I stopped watching the NBA a while ago when all that Black Lives Matter trash came out. But Kevin Durant apparently dropped 53 and then dropped some bombs on all this insanity too. What was the feeling when Kyrie comes into the building and sits courtside, walks with you guys into the locker room, but obviously can't take two steps onto the floor and play? It's ridiculous. Like I don't understand it at all. I mean, can't, as it, every, it's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like they lifted all of that in our arena, right? So what's the? I don't get it. It's a second mandate that says he can come in but can't play. Just, yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point. Um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the the mayor wants right now, some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out soon. He better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety? With, like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point early on in the season. 
you know, people didn't understand what was going on, but now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. Mm. In case you're wondering, that was Eric Adams, mayor in New York. He was, he was getting called out there. Now, let me unconfuse. I don't think that's a word. Can I? Is that a word, Chris? It is now. It's a word now. Let me unconfuse Kevin Durant or you or or maybe you're out there and you are confused. Maybe you don't understand the Kyrie Irving stuff. Maybe you don't understand why masks are still on kids. Maybe you don't understand why masks are still on planes. Listen, there is something you have to understand about your fellow man. Not all of them. Not all of them, but many, many, many people all around you. He loves power. He lives for it. Have you, by chance, flown in the past year or two? I would would venture a guess that many people have. If you haven't, I want you to just understand this. You have to mask up in the airports. I never do. I make security tell me to put my mask on a thousand times. But then you have to get on the plane at one point. And don't think on a plane you're going to be able to take your mask off. In fact, lots of the time, you can't even let that thing even flirt with drooping below your nose. Why? Why? Because the stewardesses. Now, don't get me wrong, many stewardesses out there are wonderful and think these things are ridiculous and they, they, they won't enforce it and they roll their eyes when they have to. So I'm not talking about them. So this is not universal. This is not universal. But there are many stewardesses out there who very, very clearly are getting off on the fact they are now in charge of you. They're not bringing you drinks anymore. Pull your mask up, peasant, or we'll ban you from flying forever. You've seen people get arrested because of confrontations confrontations with stewardesses. She doesn't want to bring you another piece of warmed-up chicken out of the airplane microwave. She wants you to learn your place in her airplane. There are a lot of people all around you who get off on being over you, in charge of you, forcing you to do things. And many of these people... They're in professions we don't like to talk about. Not in that way. Many of these people were teachers. You see, yes, there are a lot of teachers that are absolutely wonderful out there. There are a lot of teachers out there who are absolute scumbags who want to abuse your kids and break your kids and break them away from you and who want to get off. They're miserable in their lives. They want to get off on having 30 people they can control all day long. I'll tell you something else. And this is going to make it uncomfortable. This may have been our most offensive show ever so far, Chris. And that's saying something. Doctors. Nurses. Oh, again, not universal. Many doctors and nurses are absolute saints out there. Do you have any idea how many emails I have from doctors, nurses, and hospital administrators telling me things like, Jesse, I can't name names, but... The things I've heard doctors and nurses saying over about unvaccinated people over the last couple years, I feel like I work with demons now. You should hear the stories they tell me. He deserved it. I'm not even going in there. Good. I'm glad he's done. What an idiot. I mean, it is time to acknowledge a lot of these things from the NBA to teachers to stewardesses to everyone else. A lot of these things are still in place Because there are many, many, many miserable people all around us. And they want to make you miserable. And the only thing that gives them even a tiny bit, even a tiny bit of happiness is smashing you. 
figuring out a way they can lord things over you. These people, they're really bad people, yes. But until we understand that's the game, until we understand that's their motivation, then we'll always be confused about the next thing that comes down the pike. We'll always be confused. These are bad people. All around you, we are, we are we're covered with bad human beings. Speaking of bad human beings, I do think we should play uh, Nancy Rambo Pelosi, who wants to take down some Russian tanks, baby. Myself, when I see that, those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. <laughs> Gosh, she's just like Joe Biden. It's catching on. It's, they all think they're tough guys now. Stop being a wise guy. So I told him not to be a wise guy with me. Listen, pal. Oh, gosh. Who are these people? All right. I have helpful advice. Well, I think it'll be helpful advice. You want some helpful advice? Pretty dark out there right now. Pretty intimidating. Let me give you some helpful advice. But first, let's talk about something you can do for your kids and yourself, to be honest with you. You heard Johnny, the truck driver, calling the show last night. What did he talk about? Annie's kit clubs. How much his daughter loves them. How much he loves watching her sit down and put things together and having to figure things out. Your kid will love these things, yet it's healthy for them. It's, the, it's, it's equivalent to your kid asking for vegetables. That's what Annie's kit clubs is. It sh- they send you a box once a month. If your child is age 7 to 12, they can sit down with that box Pull out the top secret mission envelope and assemble things and follow instructions and examine fossils and build hovercrafts. And yeah, I mean, it's that cool. And they have a special offer right now. If you go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, you can get your first kit up to 100% off. You just pay the shipping. Yes, I said that right. Up to 100% off. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. All right? All right. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. And I want to put out a call. You know, we're, we're going to do Boris Rifkin in about 45 minutes, but I want to hear from something else tonight. And I only want calls on this, all right? 877-377-4373. If your family, if you or your family, if you're already experiencing hardship because of the rising gas prices, because of inflation, call me and tell me what it is. 877-377-4373. If you're getting hammered because of this ridiculousness, call me and tell me what it is. Because we're not going to allow them to just shift blame. Everything's fine. We're not going to allow them to gaslight us as a country. Oh, it's Putin's fault. No, 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 no. You people did this. You did it. And I don't care how much you lie. It ain't going to fly. That rhymed. And now I'm proud of myself. Can we have an honest conversation about gas prices? Because too much of the U.S. media chatter is distorted to the point of being dishonest. I still can't believe that guy's straight. 
Yeah, he is, Chris. He's got a wife. Yeah, he is. No, Chris, that's not nice. That's You know what? That's not nice. She's not a beard. That's not nice. All right. Now, before I get going on, on I, have, I have a piece of helpful advice I'm going to give before I get going on that. Let's talk about something real quickly here. There's a great line in the movie Man on Fire. If you haven't seen it, it's a great Denzel Washington movie. Denzel's awesome anyway. But he's teaching this little girl how to swim. And she says something about being tough. And he says to her, there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. And that resonated with me so much. It is so true. I mean, all those super studs you admire and I admire. You know, the SF guys, the Navy SEALs and Delta, all these guys. You admire them and you admire their shooting prowess. Understandably, right? You, you understand they're only better than you because they practice more than you, right? Yeah, I realize they're, they're a little tougher on the inside. No question about that. But they practice. We only get better when we practice. Go get a Mantis X system so you can practice in your home. No ammo. No, you're not going to spend a dime on a gallon of gas inside of your home. It will put you through drills. It will give you feedback. You will improve with Mantis. It's what the pros use. Go to MantisX.com and get one today. That's MantisX.com. Okay, now time for some helpful advice. Maybe helpful. I hope it's helpful. I had to go get my truck cleaned on Saturday. Um, remember, remember the gas incident? In case you forget the gas incident, I apparently started getting gas at one of the gas pumps that was broken. The little thing that's supposed to go tonk or whatever that sound it makes when the, the car fills up. It's supposed to do that and stop pumping gas. Well, this one was broken. So I did what everyone else does. I, pump, I put in the, the gas pump, turned it on high, went inside, got some Doritos, some what, Chris? Got some Doritos. They have a new cool ranch, a flaming hot cool ranch. We're not going into that right now. Got some Doritos like everyone else does. A Slim Jim bottle of water because I want to stay healthy. And then went back out to my truck. It takes a while to fill up, so I just hop in my truck. Well, the gas pump doesn't stop. And it turns out it starts overflowing. And I'm sitting in my truck eating, just, just kind of lost in the sauce, just spacing out. And the gas overflows. Some saint comes running up behind me. Remember, I almost shot him. Uh, I had my hand on my weapon, but he comes up running up, up behind me and stops the gas pump for me, and I go out gas everywhere. Well, the gas, long story short, it ended up getting inside, caused a huge odor. I'm sure I wiped it on my jeans or something, and I just have not been able to get this gas odor out of my car. I've been wiping it down, cleaning it on the inside. I've had these charcoal bags in there. You name it. Speaking of charcoal bags... I've told you about my Red Lobster story, right, Chris? Remind, remind me, I'll tell you a Red Lobster story. I'll tell you a Red Lobster story in like 10 minutes, right? Anyway, long story short, I had to go get my truck professionally cleaned on Saturday. So I go in and drop it off, and I'm sitting there talking to the lady. She owns it. It's just this small business, local small business car dealership. Great people, really, really salt of the earth type people. And we're just talking. Just, hey, how's the day going? She's okay. And she says to me, hey, I don't have a lot of employees showing up anymore. It was a nice day on Saturday here. It was like sunny in 62. She said, I can't get anyone to show up to work anymore. I can't hire anybody new. No one wants to work. And the people I do have hired just won't show up. And so where am I going with this? What does this have to do with advice? Listen, especially young people, you young people listening, hear me out. 
One thing I know, this is not an opinion, I know business owners, especially small and medium-sized business owners across this country, are starving for good employees. People do not want to work. The employees they have suck and don't want to show up. So that's that sounds bad, right? And it is bad overall for a country. You don't want that. However, it presents a tremendous opportunity for you. They are dying for you. And people put down, maybe, look, this doesn't just apply to kids, by the way. Maybe you're an adult. Maybe you're changing careers. Maybe you're ready for something new. You think to yourself, you're not worth very much. You're very average. Jesse, I don't have a fancy schmancy degree from Stanford. Jesse, I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't ever want to hear that. If you can show up on time, don't leave early, don't office gossip, don't ever do that, no office gossip, and do not return to the boss until the task he has given you is completed. If you can do those four things, and none of those four things require anything but effort, none of them, no degrees, nothing. If you can do those four things, you are in the top 20, if not the top 10% of employees on or in the United States of America right now. And what, the reason I'm telling you this right now is this. This is a down economy. We see about the inflation numbers. It's terrible. Gas prices. I, I get all that. People are going to hurt. We're going to be talking to the people who are hurting throughout the show. However, this is an opportunity for you to launch yourself, to be several steps ahead of where you should be a year from now, two years from now, three or four years from now, whenever we pull out of this thing. If you dig in and grind now, you can be way ahead of your peers and way ahead of where you should be. That, uh, that car wash owner, what if, what if you're the guy who didn't call in? You never call in. You don't call in. You show up on time every day. Let's say, again, let's say he doesn't even have to be an all-star. The best car washer in the world. He shows up, gets his job done every day. He doesn't office gossip, so he's no poison. He doesn't leave early. He's supposed to be out of there at five. You don't see him clocked out before five, ever. And when you tell him, hey, uh, I saw a little oil spill over by the vacuums over there. Go clean it up. You don't see his face again until that oil spill is cleaned up. That guy, I don't care how average he thinks he is or maybe how average he is, that guy will be, that guy will be in management shortly, very shortly. You have opportunities. Don't let anyone tell you, it's over, you can't do it, there's nothing I can do. For people with an eye on, it, on success and ambition, people who want to grind, now is the time. Now is your time. All your loser buddies are sitting at home playing video games. Show up to the office and grind and go make it, all right? All right, I actually have one more bit of advice on that before we move on to my Red Lobster story and Boris and everything else. Hang on. 